Hello, and welcome to The Programming Professional. I am your host, Chris Franklin, and today we're going to talk about your t-shirts probably suck. Now, I don't want to start off by saying, oh man, I hate your t-shirt. In fact, quite the opposite. I love t-shirts. I am an avid collector of t-shirts. I have t-shirts on every topic imaginable. I have t-shirts about comic books, movies, awesome quotes from great people, terrible quotes from great people. I have t-shirts that say really terrible, nasty things on them that I can't wear in public but are still fun to have. But here's the thing. All of those t-shirts are something that I don't wear to work anymore. Now, I want to talk about why I've come to that decision that I shouldn't be wearing t-shirts when I go into my programming job. A lot of the other programmers that I work with do wear t-shirts. Why is it that I have chosen not to do so? That's what I want to talk about today. So, let's go all the way back 20 years to my very first job as a programmer. And at that job... I was working for a businessman, someone who professionally started companies and sold products through telemarketing efforts. Okay. He had founded several companies and he was very well dressed. He had the largest house in town up on uh, a hill overlooking the rest of the valley. It was a really nice place in a very small town. So everyone knew who this guy was, and the fact that I had landed a job for him was a big deal. I got my first job. I was still finishing up my last year of school in uh, my undergraduate degree, and he took me in and took a risk on me because I didn't know the programming language that they were using. Uh, I had learned Java and they were using C++, but he said, I'm going to take a risk on you. I came in, I did my interviews, I dressed very nicely during the interviews, and I matched, didn't quite come up to the level of how he dressed. I was still just a kid and he was uh, a very well-established businessman in the area. But when I came in dressed like that, He and I were the only ones dressed up very nice. His head of sales I met was dressed pretty nice, uh, but he wasn't wearing a tie uh, and he wasn't wearing slacks. He was just wearing jeans and a dress shirt. And all of the programmers he introduced me to were wearing T-shirts, ripped up jeans, sneakers, things that I wore to school on a daily basis. And I thought to myself, this is the place I want to work. I want to dress like that every day. That's what I'm comfortable wearing. I love my t-shirts. I want to keep wearing them. So when I got the job, I dressed like that. I came in. I wore exactly what everyone else was was wearing. This is fine. Everything went fine for a while. But things started to creep in and started to show themselves. He didn't have very much respect for us. We weren't a very big company. We were only eight people total, and three of which were all in administration side, in management and administration. The other five of us were programmers, and he didn't respect his five programmers at all. He kept asking us to work longer and longer hours for no extra pay because he demanded it of us. He would take our code and call it crap. He didn't talk to us very well. And at the time, I didn't understand that it probably had a lot to do with the way that he perceived us. He saw us as 
lazy programmers. And that's the typical stereotype that a lot of people in management see programmers as. And it's because of the way we dress. It's because of the way we act. It's because of how late we often are. And that's not a generalization that doesn't have a founding in truth. Because working in the trenches, I see it every single day. And I used to personify it. And that's not to say that everyone does. And if you're listening to this and you don't personify this, good on you. I am so proud of you for being a professional already. Because most of us as programmers are not very professional. So fast forward a few years, I went to grad school. I continued wearing the t-shirts and jeans and doing all of that fun stuff. And I came out and I got a job at a government contractor. Now, if you've never worked in government contracting, it's full of suits. The whole companies, all of these companies are full of suits. So you walk in, you see everyone in management is wearing a suit, a tie, dress shirt, slacks, matching belt and, and shoes, and these people just look sharp. Then you walk into the engineering wing and you see exactly the same thing you see at a lot of these other companies. You see engineers wearing jeans and t-shirts, hoodies, uh, spiky, colorful hair, all of these things that you typically see in a counterculture or or a punk culture. You see a lot of that and it's everyone thinks, oh, it's engineers just expressing themselves. They're allowed to do so. They are paid a lot of money. But you don't see other professions doing this that get paid a lot of money. You don't see lawyers dressing like this. They come in looking very professional. So why, as programmers, do we come in looking like this? It's because these companies have seen that the big four, the FANG companies, Facebook, Amazon, Netflix, Google, they all encourage their engineers to dress this way because they were founded by people that themselves dressed this way. But a company like Lockheed Martin was not founded by these types of people. We're not founded by people like us. They were founded by businessmen. So keeping that in mind, when you walk into these companies and you see all of these executives wearing suits and you come in dressed in a t-shirt, even though they've told you it's okay, it's going to change their perception of you. Even if it's unconscious to them, it is still changing their perception. So you have to keep that in mind. So I worked government contracting. I then have worked for a number of startups and I worked for one of the big four. And at that big four, I wore my t-shirts every day, like a lot of the other engineers that were in there. It was at this point that I started to catch on though. I started to see these patterns that now are so clear to me, but at the time living in the trenches, Those patterns aren't obvious, and that's what I'm hoping this will help you do, is to see those patterns aren't obvious, but they do exist. Here I am working at one of the big four. I wear my t-shirt to work every single day, and I work my ass off. I'm working a lot of hours. I have a newborn child at home, but I'm not getting to see him. He's going to bed before I ever get home at night, and he's waking up after I've left for work in the morning. I get to come home and basically watch my baby sleep, and I'm busting my ass trying to get promoted to the next level while working for one of these big four companies. But I'm still wearing jeans and a t-shirt, and I'm seeing others that are younger than I am, 
getting promoted up past me. And I'm seeing others that have been there the same amount of time as me with the same amount of background experience getting promoted. And I'm not. And I start to wonder, what is it about me that's different from them? I put in just as much work. I produce just as much code. I do exactly what they do, but why am I different? And I started to notice it. The way they dressed. They dressed differently than I did. I dressed with a lot of the other junior engineers. I dressed in t-shirts that had funny sayings on them. And everyone knew me as the guy with funny t-shirts. And it wasn't until I started asking around and talking to some of the seniors in the, in the group that I discovered that that's what they called me, the funny t-shirt guy. I was the guy. I had a thing. I was that guy. And that's when it clicked. That's when I had that epiphany, that aha moment, that, oh my God, I am sabotaging my own career by living this personification. So at that point, that's when I decided I'm going to take a step back. I'm going to change the way these people perceive me. Now, unfortunately, due to some life circumstances, we had to move from the West Coast back to the East Coast to be closer to my wife's family. But at that point, that's when I said, this is it. This is the perfect time to redefine myself because changing the way the people here at this current company perceive me is going to be difficult. So I took it as an opportunity. I came into this new, uh, this new opportunity and I dressed in a much more professional manner. Now, it still wasn't professional. It would be considered business casual. I wore jeans, but I wore a polo every day. And it did change the way that people perceived me. And it's not just because I had come from one of the big four companies. The company I was working for was still in the top 20 for places to work, and it was very well respected. So it wasn't like, oh, everyone looked at it and said, oh, you worked at Amazon. You are great. No, what they saw was I came in, I looked professional, I acted professional, and I offered my ideas up. The ideas I was offering were no different than what I had been offering at Amazon or any of the previous companies I worked at. They were the same types of ideas, but now they were being listened to. And that's when it solidified. That's the moment that the aha got super real. And I, and I noticed people see you and perceive you in a very special way. And that way is the way that you appear. And I know you're not supposed to judge a book by its cover, but everyone does it. And if everyone in upper management is dressed in a dress shirt and a tie, and you come in in a t-shirt, they are going to perceive you differently than they perceive themselves. It is an us versus them mentality. And it's not intentional, but it's something that you're doing to yourself. So if you're wearing a t-shirt when you walk into a meeting with professionals, you are not going to appear as a professional and your ideas are not going to be taken as seriously. So just some things to keep in mind when you're looking at your own career. So changing into polos got me promoted. My first promotion in over 10 years, by the way, my first promotion, I got promoted after I started dressing more professionally. And I wasn't producing anything more. I wasn't giving more work. I was still working the same number of hours and I was still putting in the same effort, but now I was being recognized for the work I was doing. Then I decided to take it to the next step. I decided, what can I do 
that would take me to the next level. Could it be as simple as changing the way I dress, changing what time I got in in the morning, other things? All of those other factors do play a part, and we're going to talk about those in future episodes, but today I wanted to focus just on how do you dress, how do you appear, and how are you perceived based off of that. And I have to say, the next step that I took made an even bigger difference. I stopped dressing in business casual, and I started dressing more like a businessman. I started dressing and emulating the people that were higher up the management chain. I noticed that my own manager did the same thing, and he had been promoted several times. And I thought, why not give this a try? I'm going to dress as he dresses. I'm going to wear the nice button-down shirt. I'm going to wear the nice slacks. But I didn't put on a tie, because I thought that was a little bit of a huge leap for me, to go from jeans and a polo to slacks and a dress shirt and a tie. I thought it was a bit much. So I didn't jump straight to the tie. Instead, I just dressed a little nicer. And I started being involved in more and more of the higher level architecture discussions. Again, it wasn't that I had changed my technical skills. My technical skills were exactly the same. I was just now being involved in conversations that I wasn't involved in before. So fast forward to today, it's now five years later, and I've gotten two huge promotions past that point. I'm now an architect at a well-respected startup, I and I dress exactly as that. I wear dress shirts, and I wear slacks or, or very nice jeans. I do still occasionally wear jeans, and that's okay, because I wear the jeans with the dress uh, shoes and the, the matching belt. And it makes a difference, being coordinated, be, looking professional. These people perceive you as professional. Now, why? Why is it that changing the way I dressed changed the way that my ideas were being taken? I hinted at this before, but I want to focus in on it just a little bit and talk about it a little more. When you dress professionally and you work in a company that's being run by people who consider themselves professionals, they're going to respect you more because you're emulating them. You look like one of them. So they're going to take your ideas more seriously than the slob sitting next to you in a Def Leppard t-shirt. I love that Def Leppard t-shirt, but it makes you look like a slob. And these business professionals, these guys who are professional salesmen, who are professional company founders, who are professional uh, financial people, these guys all have a perception that business attire should be worn in a business setting, and you are in a business. So if they perceive you this way and you act this way, eventually you will be recognized. Now, if you've been working at your current company for a while and you are known as a slob and you decide to just suddenly one day change the way you dress, it's not going to work overnight. It won't be an overnight transformation in your current company, but it will happen. I promise you. Keep at it. Keep dressing. And people will start to take you more seriously. You don't have to come to them with better ideas than you came to them before. Just continue presenting your ideas when you have them. Continue going to your manager and talking to them. Just look more professional when you do it, and you will start to be perceived as a true professional. It's one of the biggest gaps in our industry is the fact that our culture promotes non-professionalism. 
And it hurts us as programmers. We're seen as lazy, even though we work our asses off for these people. We're seen as not caring for the company. And the biggest thing is we're not seen as assets. We're seen as costs. I'm going to have another episode that's going to go more into the difference between an asset and a cost. But know this. If you're an asset, you're valuable. You can't be lost. If you're a cost... How, what's the first thing that gets cut when a company is struggling financially? Costs. Do you want to be one of those people cut or do you want to be seen as an asset? One of the first steps to being seen as an asset is being seen as a professional in the company, someone that others can rely on, others can count on, and others can take ideas from. And the best way to do that is to change the way they perceive you. That's the best way to get taken seriously by management. That's all I have for today. Hopefully this was useful for you. Uh, If you have any questions, please shoot me an email. My personal email is me at chris-franklin.com. Feel free to send me an email at any time. I'll get right back to you. Post comments on social media, however you can find me. I look forward to, to talking to you again. Bye.